Hello, beautiful tribe members inside and out. Welcome to the Mary and Martha podcast, where we gather weekly to concentrate, commune, contemplate, and celebrate how God's word guides us on how to live empowered and purpose-filled lives. That's right. As y'all know, Jesus's actions and interactions reflected that women are dignified, worthy, and qualified to walk in the glory that he placed before us. Jesus saw that glory in each and every woman. We see that in each and every one of you. And that is the intention that we build upon here on our little blackest Christianist corner on Michelle Obama's yeah. internet known as the Mary and Martha podcast. My name is Keisha. And my name is Christina. And we are here every Thursday um, for now. So come hang out with us on Thursdays. Y'all, thank you for letting us take our little spring break. We appreciate that. We needed to be refreshed and refilled. <laughs> Amen. Um, and just like we take spring breaks at school and in our jobs, you know, sometimes we powered through as black women, but we needed that time. So thank you for allowing um, us to get that. So come hang out with us on Instagram at Mary and Martha podcast, email us at Mary and Martha podcast at gmail.com. Remember to like and subscribe. That is how you share the gospel. So go ye therefore. Amen. All right, y'all. So let's talk about the church announcements this month. As y'all know, we are in the month of April. Happy belated resurrection to all of you all. Um, but April is financial literacy month. And yes. so what we wanted to do is we wanted to make sure we know that it is hard to talk about money, but you know, if you lean on the Bible, mm -hmm. what the word says, mm. we can make these conversations actually fruitful and just a reminder that money is a tool. So yes. we wanted to talk about money this month. And it's also perfect because there's a recent book that came out that we're also going to be talking about. Um, yes. But April is financial literacy month. So we talk about money this month, y'all. We, we gonna, we gonna, it's a, I think this is the first time that we're talking about money, right? We had, we were talking mm -hmm. about it. We were like, we've actually never talked about money on the podcast. Mm -hmm. So, you know, Christians be funny about money, but we gonna talk about we it. We do, we do be funny. Um, but we, we want to just dive right in, right? Like we don't want to avoid that issue. We know that the Bible addresses a multitude of things yep. and is, is a great standard bearer for conversations we should be having. So we're going to talk about money, y'all. That's what you we should do. You want to say the book in the church announcements? I do want to say the book. So if you haven't gotten it yet, I'm, I'm sure, sure some of y'all have heard of the budget Nista Tiffany Aliche, and she mm -hmm. has come out with a new book called Get Good With Money, 10 Simple Steps to Becoming Financially Whole. And let me tell y'all, I've been reading this book. Me and Joseph pre-ordered the book um, <laughs> because um, hello, black woman, like, oh, you yes. come out with a book? I'm just gonna go ahead and send you this money. Um, but I've also been following her for years and I just really, as someone who is in the financial wholeness space mm -hmm. as a planner, like professionally, um, I love what she's doing. And also I feel like her desire to educate people in this way is something that I fully support and is, is quite aligned with my own professional values. So mm. I had to get the book, um, saw that step number 10 was a shout out to estate planning. So I'm like, yes, yeah. <laughs> so um, get the book y'all. Like she really does a good a good dive into like the different areas of financial wholeness. And I'm very excited about it. Um, so I encourage you all to get that book yourself, support her, the budget Nista, Tiffany Liche, get yes. good with money. Amen. Yes. I bought the book today. I meant to buy it two weeks ago. I forgot, but I've been, I've been like following her on different podcasts that she's been talking 
mm-hmm. on. And like, y'all, uh, let me let me just say, I could be better with money. I am not the best with money. Let me just put that out there. So anytime I hear stuff with money, either I'm running like, no, leave me alone. Get out of my credit card. She's a track star. (laughs) And I know some of y'all are the same way. So you know what? This is is a tribe. We all have different like levels. Um, But I remember like, I relate to her story a lot, not to get too much into her, but I relate to her story a lot because I remember being at the grocery store and praying that my credit cards would not decline because I was at the max limit for what I could spend. And like, there have been times, like we, we haven't been um, financially solving all our lives. At least I haven't. Mm -hmm. And my parents are excellent with money. Like I remember going into um, a car dealership with my mom when I bought my first car and they were trying to get me to buy something more substantial because they were like your mother has like perfect credit like you need to have this credit score because she can buy anything on the lot and she has perfect credit and talking about that and I remember feeling like when I had my first job like wow I don't meet the standard that my mom has oh my gosh I'm a failure but it wasn't that it was just I was in school for seven years but yeah. learning how to adjust your mindset with money is like the foundation of how you get good with money. At least yes. at least it has been for me, which is why this episode, not to jump the gun on the Mary and Martha podcast, um, on, on Mary and Martha moments, but this episode is like, how are we supposed to be thinking about money in the first place? So let's talk about our Mary and Martha uh, moments for the week. Keish, what's your Mary and Martha moment for the week? Well, I'm glad you asked. (laughs) (laughs) My Mary Martha moment for the week is really, it's really a Mary moment. Mm -hmm. I have um, really been thinking on a, on a broader level about the direction of like my life and um, really been spending some time thinking about what I want to do, because, you know, I feel like we just kind of sometimes you just kind of get into a stage of life and you operate on co-pilot, like yep. autopilot, not co-pilot. You operate on autopilot. And, you know, with, with the wonderful, amazing arrival of my wonderful, beautiful, amazing, awesome and amazing child, um, there was like, there was just like the fight to get back to some semblance of normalcy. And now it's a matter of like figuring out um, how I want like life to go hello kid did she get did she come into the room just now i saw your face light up (laughs) (laughs) yes okay let me play um but yeah it's a it's a matter of like now like what is the what are the intentional steps that i want to take with Mm. my life like overall Mm -hmm. to to maximize um availability to god's direction that's where i'm at right now in life like that's that's just where I'm at and and resurrection weekend I don't know it just hit different I don't know Mm. and hit different as like a parent who like would give her life would actually give her life for her child you know Mm -hmm. it it hit different Mm -hmm. I I thought about the sacrifice that that God made and I thought about Mary's experience Mm. Um, and it really, it really put me in a really contemplative mood and I'm mm-hmm. still there. Mm-hmm. So that's where I am. Like, that's, that's just, that's where I'm at. That's where my head is at. 
And um, what I'm excited about is for God to tell me like, what's next? Mm, but yeah. like, how, how does he want me to posture myself to yeah. be most available to him and what he has for me? So that's where I'm at. Amen. I'm, I'm not giving up my child for y'all because y'all sinful and y'all gonna do what you want anyway. So I'm not. <laughs> I might give up myself for my child, but not for you. I would totally give up myself for my, but not, God, you know what, God, you're a real one because. <laughs> You don't want a guy like legit, like legit. Couldn't have been me. <laughs> Amen. You know what? I feel um, my Mary Martha moment is very much so a Mary moment. As y'all hear Zamuna in the background. Okay. You know what? All all the children in this house are loud. Um, oh, praise the Lord! Look at Zoom with your with your nice features. Okay, so for me. I am a type A to-do list kind of girl, right? Um, I love lists because I love checking off boxes and feeling accomplished when I've done stuff. One thing that motherhood has taught me is when he wants me, the baby wants me, I I mean, if I don't get anything on my list done, that's perfectly fine. And I know there have been times when I've been like, oh, but I got to wash the dishes or, oh, I got to do this. And he may be like, ma, 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 not actually saying ma yet, but you know how babies be calling him and be like, yes, baby. Um, and like learning how to be so present in the moment. And that's one of the things I prayed about at the very beginning of my journey is like, God help me to be more present. And I feel like God is just showing me the opportunities to do that. And it's also helping me be more present in other areas of my life. So like being more present at work, like I have, oh my gosh, y'all, I love my job. This is just like, I don't know what I've been doing in government my whole life. Um, this is amazing, but it's teaching me to be more present at work. And I think that with, oh, you know why? Because that's what Mary did. You see it. In the brain spin. Um, you know, having that example of being more of the Mary and present and less of the Martha that to do's. And I think that my child has, stop it, Zamunda. Now she just tried to get me. My child has taught me that in a way that I wouldn't have learned it without him. Yeah. Honestly. Yeah. Um, so that is my Mary or Martha Mary moment for the week. Praise God. Amen. Speaking of um, wonderful women who love the Lord, today's group chat, we're going to go right to Acts 16 right and to right to the word of God. And we are in Acts 16, verse 11. And this is Paul talking. From Troas, Troas, Troas. I'm going to go with Troas. Troas. Say real fast. Say real fast and they'll be right. (laughs) We put out to sea and sailed straight for Samuel Samuel Troas. I'm going to go with that. The next day to Neapolis. And from there to Philippi, a Roman colony and a leading city in the district of Macedonia. We stayed in that city for several days. On the Sabbath day, we went outside the city gate by the river where we expected to find a place of prayer. We expected to find a place of prayer. We sat down and spoke to the women. The women gathered there. Where were the men? We spoke to the women gathered there. Let me just be very clear about that. Mm -hmm. A God-fearing woman named Lydia, a dealer in purple cloth from the city of Thyatira, I'm gonna go with that, was listening. The Lord opened her heart to respond to what Paul was saying. After she and her household were baptized, 
she and her household were baptized. She mm -hmm. urged us, if you consider me a believer in the Lord, come and stay at my house. And she persuaded us. Okay, so there was this bomb.com amazing businesswoman in uh, the region of Philippi named Lydia. And the reason why we know she's a mom.com businesswoman is because um, she was a dealer in purple cloth. And when I was doing my research about this particular story, um, in that particular body of water, and, and mind you, I had no idea of, of this, but there was a, a something in the water that helped to retain the brightness of purple. Very random. You know, if you want to fact check me, perfectly fine. This is I got from theologian, so I don't know how they know this, but this is what I this is what I discovered. Um, and different dyes were very coveted in that region because we're thinking about back when Jesus was um, around and when he died. So this is thousands of years ago. Um, she was really, really good at what she did. We know she was really, really good at what she did because it talks about the fact that she not only um, converted to Christianity from Judaism, Judaism but she, uh, her whole household was also converted and she took care of Paul and Silas. Ain't no mention of no husband. And you know, the Bible is quick to be like, she had a husband, His, her, her husband name was XYZ. Yep. She was, she was a businesswoman who had a good enough business, a bomb enough business that she had an entire household with servants and everything and could take on two more men to take care of. Lydia is our example in terms of why we should have money. We should not be ashamed of money and what we need to do with our money. Yep. Having money is a privilege. Let me say that. There is nothing that says having money makes you evil. One thing that we quote a lot as Christians, and I'm being very general, but one thing we quote a lot as Christians is 1 Timothy 6, 10. And what that says is the love of money is the root of all evil. A lot of us, for some reason, take out the love part and just say money is the root of all evil when that's not true. It's when we put the process of getting money before the other things in our life is when we, we make money evil. But yeah. guess what? That's with anything. It can be the love of crafting. <laughs> if we put crafting <laughs> before put crafting Jesus, the level of Lord. <laughs> <laughs> then it makes it evil. But having money is not evil. So we need to change our mindset with money. We need to start thinking about money as a tool that will allow us not only to go deeper into our purpose, but to also further God's kingdom. Paul and Silas went places as a missionary, as missionaries with nothing. They depended on people to be kind and to be generous to them, to allow them to use their resources in order for Paul and Silas to keep preaching. Lydia, they in the Bible says, because I, I read it, I said it twice, they were in the city, they went. Um, outside the city gate by the river where they expected to find a place of prayer. And they went, Paul and Silas went to a place to find some solace, to, to find people to, to convert, to just, you know, be who they were on the Sabbath day, which are, which is preachers, you know, people preach on Sundays. Um, and they found, uh, this is also funny to me, when they went there, um, they spoke to the women gathered there. And we know in the Bible, men, they talk to women. Not on like some, let me just go up to a random woman and start speaking to her. So that 
that leads me to surmise where were the men who were supposed to be there where was it all at where was where was it i mean i'm just i'm just saying so (laughs) so they're sitting there they're talking to the women who gathered the women who gathered there at the place of prayer and they saw lydia and the bible is very explicit by saying a god-fearing woman named lydia so let's start with she feared the Lord. She knew God, point blank in the period. That was number one. The second thing is she was a businesswoman. That's number two. And then the third thing is she was somebody who was listening. She was somebody whose heart was open. She was somebody who could take direction from the Lord. And then she was somebody who could also carry out God's mission by making sure that not only her household was saved, but that Paul and Silas were taken care of. We have money to advance the kingdom of God. And if your concern with your money is not to advance the kingdom of God, then why do you have it? If you're a Christian, why do you have it? Why do you want it? Like, do you want it just to build yourself up? Or do you want it to make sure that your local church is taken care of? Or that the people that who need help, who are the most marginalized, um, the people who need to have resources in order to do God's work, are you, are, do you have money to help them? Or do you have money just to help yourself? And when we look at Lydia's example, nowhere in the Bible does it say that she's vilified for being this businesswoman who was not attached to a man who has her own household with her own servants. That doesn't say that. In fact, she's celebrated. And if you look at first, if you look at Philippians 1, chapter 1, Paul talks about all the generosity that the church of Philippi has given him. She was celebrated for the fact that she had money. So... Moving forward in this money series that we have with the Mary and Martha podcast, let's really think about changing our mindset with money. Money is a tool that is used to further God's kingdom and our goals. I, I sorry, she's going off. I am proud to have money. I am happy to have money. I do not feel bad that I have money. And if you're in a situation where you don't have money, what you, what I, what I did, like I told you before, I, I was broke, 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 broke before. I thank God for the money that I had and I still tithe, even yep. if it was $20, because you know what, God, I trust you, but like, I still have student, I, I'm, I am living off of student loans <laughs> or, you know, God, this is what I'm able to, to do in this particular time period. And then when I was able to really actually tithe, I did it. Because my money is a tool, not just for me, but for him, for God. So money is not evil. Money is good. Money is a tool. Having money is a good thing. Amen. 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 Let me tell y'all something. The deliverance in that, like Mm -hmm. just, just on a very basic level, like the deliverance in freeing yourself from this idea that money itself is evil. And that just like with everything else, it's all about right relationship. Yep. It's all about putting things in right relationship and always subject to our relationship to God. That was mm-hmm. good. You, everything. You, before you make man. any choices, before you do anything related to money, like before you do anything, you have to get your mind right. Mm-hmm. You have to understand where things are supposed to fall. So that was good. Thank you, friend. Um, let's let's take it to the king. Amen. Heavenly Father, God, we thank you for this day, God. God, we thank you because we know that given our backgrounds, given who we are, given the society that we live in, 
we get so many messages about money, about the need for money, about the use for money, about the why for money, about you know wanting to be richer than the next person, about um, shaming the poor, shaming those who have fallen into poverty. But God, we know that you have called us to be in right relationship, not only with you, but with each other and also with our money. So God, we thank you for the wisdom and the guidance that you give us so that as we navigate this life and you have called some of us to be wealthy, you have called some of us to be financial counselors. You have even called some of us to give charitably that God, we just ask that you would help us to be wise in the use of our money. But before we even take any action, God, God, we ask that you would help us to get our mind right. Help us to set our minds correctly in terms of how we should be even approaching money and the idea. Because the truth is, is that no matter how much money we have in our bank account, if we're not subjecting the money to your authority, and your desires for our lives and how you want us to build up the kingdom, that money will be like rainwater falling through our fingertips. So God, we ask that you would help us to reset, help us to approach money without shame, help us to approach money without fear, help us to approach money without judgment, help us to approach money without the demons of the generational curses of bad money management that have come before us or even the steps of bad money management that we've taken ourselves. God, we just ask that you would deliver us right now so that we can approach money as a tool to be used for your kingdom, for your honor, and for your glory. Thank you, God, for the opportunity to grow in this area, to grow together in Jesus' name. We love you, Lord, and we thank you. Until we meet again next week, keep us safe, and keep us secure. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 That was a great prayer. Hey, I, I, I receive all of that. So thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Mary and Martha podcast. Remember, we all have a part to play in the kingdom of God. So like the woman in Mark 14, 8, do what you can. See y'all next week. <laughs>